0: You're listening to The College Loop, your number one podcast for Auburn sports. Talking all things orange and blue every Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. On today's episode of The College Loop Podcast, we are recapping Auburn's weekend thus far. Auburn basketball ended their season with a tough loss in the round of 34 to Houston. Women's basketball is moving on to the second round of the WNIT. Can baseball prevent a series sweep at Arkansas? And softball suffers a rough stretch of games in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame Classic. All that and more. So stay in the loop with the College Loop Podcast. Hey, you know what to do, you grow, You know who's right. Nineteen, sixteen. I don't, I never know exactly what those mean, but we're somewhere in that ballpark. It's one o'clock in the afternoon in Auburn, Alabama, and this place was lit. Do you want to make a podcast? Well, Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money as well, all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and literally everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify with Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it is totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, it's been so easy to get the show out to y'all, and I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to Spotify.com podcasters to get started. Welcome back to the Boot Podcast, episode 37 of the Boot Podcast, or The John Vaughn episode for all you kicker lovers out there. If you didn't know, he was a starting kicker in 2004 in Auburn's undefeated season where they wrongfully were not allowed in the BCS National Championship. But yeah, as you can see, it's just me today. Just me, Dylan Lark. Daniel Locke is in traffic after covering the Auburn basketball game, which I'll get started talking about in just a minute. Harrison Tarr also off dealing with personal matters. He will be back probably sometime next week, but for right now, it's just me and y'all for next 20, 30 minutes that, you know what? Let's have some fun. Why not? But to get started, we're not going to have fun talking about this game. The Auburn basketball ended their season off with an 81 to 64 loss to one seed Houston in the NCAA tournament that just pretty much ended their season. I mean, Auburn started off pretty hot. Uh, Auburn was up 41, 31 at the half. And then something just happened with Houston or something happened wrong with Auburn where Auburn got outscored 50 to 23 in the second half. And the free throw shooting is a big storyline here because it seemed like every time Auburn went up to shoot a free throw, they at least missed one. I mean, it was sometimes it was they missed both of them or no one really missed all three of them if they shot three. But I remember Katie Johnson hit two of his three. But, I mean, looking at it, John Johnny Broom missed 10 free throws. J. Will, he hit 3 of 4. Alan Flanagan, 4 of 5. Zep Jasper, 1 of 2. Trey Donaldson went 0 of 2 on his free throws. And Ch- Katie Johnson also missed 2. Auburn shot 19 of 36 from that free throw line. And the big misnomer here, Wendell Green did not shoot a single free throw after breaking the record last game against Iowa where he hit, well, he's now hit 32 consecutive ones. And I mean, if he stays at Auburn, that record is going to continue in the next season, but I'm looking at the the box score right now and the free throw shooting 52.8% from the free throw line. That should never happen. And that's ultimately what cost Auburn the game. I mean, right now, I'm looking at the doing some quick math right now in my head and Auburn lost by 17 points. And they left 17 off the board with the free throw line. If Auburn just makes more of those, closer game and uh three-point shooter, I can't be too mad about it. 31.3% from the three-point line. That's pretty much how it goes with this Auburn team. But Alan Flanagan 0 of three, that's not gonna help your case. It, I don't want to say Auburn took any bad shots. Sometimes it felt like it, but Jay Will especially it took look like sometimes he took some bad shots uh he shot one of five from the from the three-point line but Jay will's inability to just get the ball and shoot it i know he's not much of a catch and shoot kind of guy but his hesitation kind of halts all progress in his uh shooting ability i don't know shooting ability but his shooting form there we go shooting form is what i'm going for so i'm looking at that when i'm watching the game and he pump fakes the shot And then shoots it. And then since it's a late release at that point, it just doesn't go in. And I can't be too mad at Jay Will because he put up 14 and, you know, John Ibrun put up 14, but I'm looking at the box score and I'm just looking. Trey Donaldson. He again, did not has, he's gone five for five on all three pointers. He shot in this tournament and he somehow only got eight minutes this game. I get that when you get down, you want your you want your starting five in there, but why give up on Trey Donaldson like that? Uh, I know he did. He missed both of his free throws when he got fouled uh, early in the first half, but it seemed like in the second half you rarely saw him. Uh, he had a turnover, and that seemed like that ended the day for him. Uh, he got taken out at that moment, but I'm I'm just kind of confused by the by the coaching there because trey donaldson was your hot hand going into this game and i i'm look i just can't fathom why in the world he was kept off the court I, uh, unless an injury happened that we just missed somehow uh trey donaldson got less minutes than dylan cardwell and chris moore and uh, katie johnson had a pretty uh katie johnson night you know the, the, not the one we're used to seeing but the Pretty average eight point game from him. I just look at it. And I'm, why wasn't Trey Youngerson in? Why wasn't he? Uh, I, I, I. There's not a lot I can really say about it other than the second half just looked completely different. Uh, I guess something happened in Houston's locker room where their coach just probably pulled a Purdue and broke a hole in the whiteboard. Because I'm looking at it and the tail of two halves on both sides. Uh, one was a good half, one was a bad half for both teams, and they, flip, they flip flopped. And that's why Auburn just lost this game. Uh, best thing you can say about it is this is pretty much where we had this team ending up before. I w- we said that the worst possible scenario would be a round of 64. The best possible scenario would be a sweet 16. And Auburn falls just in the middle of that, which is pretty much where we had them. And I, I don't think this is, uh, is it, you could call it an embarrassing loss because it, it felt like it just kind of boiled up. Uh, and just the top blew off of it is what happened because Auburn had the lead and blew it. That, that's what's happened this season. And things are going to change things. Well, things hopefully are going to change. Things might change. People are going to be leaving. We don't know who, we don't know when we don't know where, but Auburn has a pretty great player in Aiden Holloway coming in who should help fix some of the guard issues we've had at times. And the twenty twenty-five class is also looking pretty daggum solid. So Auburn basketball future, if this is the if this is the floor for Auburn basketball's program right now as rounded thirty-two loss, if that's the floor, I'm A okay with it. I'm okay with that being the floor for Auburn basketball. Uh we you know, we look back and at how Auburn was a bottom feeder in the SEC for years. And as soon as BP comes along, I mean, Auburn's contending every year. Auburn is in the round of 32. Auburn had the lead of a one seed. And as a nine seed, that being, again, that being your floor is exactly where you want a program who's not really seen as a blue blood. He's now, I guess, a new blood is kind of where Auburn is right now. Not quite a blue blood. That could change in the future if Auburn continues this kind of success that we've been seeing. And to kind of just try to make it up more uplifting. Auburn's future is bright. You cannot discredit this loss. Auburn was not projected to win. I know we picked Auburn to win. I'm sorry. I'll take the blame on our, on ourselves. We jinxed it. It always happens whenever we all pick Auburn in the same game. We're sorry for me to y'all. We're sorry. He we probably should have all picked Houston, tried to jinx them. But that's the case. It's the case. It, we got hyped up by the Iowa game and we've done it all season. Uh, we thought it would transition well and it did in the first half. But the second half, it just kind of fell off. And that's all I can really say about it because I'm kind of just talking to myself at this point. Uh, just trying to right some wrongs in the offseason. Get everyone in the gym shooting free throws. Start with the free throw shooting. If that's not approved next season, uh, if there's a free throw shooting coach, he needs to be fired because of that was embarrassing to watch that free throw percentage uh uh, performance so with that i'm gonna go off of basketball and i'm gonna go to football for a second uh football recruiting auburn football recruiting is heating back up big name recruits were on campus this weekend starting off a five-star defensive back kj bolden who he's gonna be the one i quote from this he said my visit to auburn was amazing i just left and i'm already thinking about my next visit that is the number two prospect in the class of 2024 Uh, that is a big name prospect that is hyped up about what he saw at Auburn. And, uh, just going down the short list, I have four-star quarterback, Walker White. He's already committed to Auburn. You don't got to worry about him. He's already here. He's, he's doing some recruiting himself. He's basically on the coaching staff until he, you know, gets his jersey. Uh, four-star Ed, Jordan Ross, four-star D line, Jeremiah Beeman, or I think it's Beeman. Four-star Ed, Justin Green, and 2025 commit Malik Autry was also on campus. And that list continues on. I could have listed all, however many were there. But I'm not trying to make this two-hour show. So I'm just going to go with that and just kind of vo- voice my opinion on Hugh Freeze has this recruiting train going pretty daggum good, if I do say so myself. I uh, can't speak enough on how high I've been on Freeze's ability to Bring in recruits, bring in these top notch recruits, bring in guys who are already committed to Bama, bring in guys who are committed to Georgia, and get them thinking about potentially flipping to Auburn. And we, we've seen it a time or two. Uh, I mean, Martavius Collins with a tight end commit to Bama. He's uh, in a big name target right now for Auburn. I mean, Auburn's trying to get him to come from here. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's, de- he's already decommitted. Yeah, that's right. I'm no brain over here. He's already decommitted. He hasn't committed to Auburn yet, but. We're pretty much expecting him to. But this 2024 class is going to be pretty legit and uh, give Hugh Freeze a couple more years of that level of recruiting and Auburn's back in the National Championship contending. I mean, that's probably me just kind of being a little biased here because, you know, I'm kind of wearing Auburn hat, Auburn shirt, per the use on the show. But that's just kind of where I stand. Uh, I think that Hugh Freeze has this full program back in a competitive position in the SEC, especially from recruiting, because that's not something we've seen since early on, or not early on, but during the Gus malzahn era, which doesn't seem like it was that long ago. But Brian Harson kind of set us back a couple of years in recruiting. That that happened. I'm sorry. That happened. And Hugh Freeze seems to be flipping the script. You know, again the little hashtag that Auburn football has been using, flipping the script. And recruiting's back is, and, and business, and it looks like Auburn's going to have a pretty daggum good recruiting class. And I think the the ceiling for this recruiting class is going to be a top 10. And that's not top 10 in the SEC. That is top 10 in the country that I'm expecting. And then uh, my last bit of Auburn football news, former Auburn football safety. I know I said Auburn football safety. There's only one safety. Uh, Rudy Ford re-signed with the Green Bay Packers on a one-year $2.5 million deal after his pretty also, pretty daggum good. I mean, I'm showing off my country roots here, but pretty daggum good season as a backup safety, really. 44 tackles, three pass deflections, a forced fumble, a forced, uh, yeah, and a, for, and a fumble recovery. There we go. And, of course, three INTs that he picked up towards probably the end of the season, I believe. Uh, but it was like I think it was like spaced, spaced out properly. And then moving on to women's basketball. They are moving on to the second round of the WNIT after their 73-58 win over the Tulane Green Wave. They will be going to Clemson to take on, you know, Clemson Tigers. On the sea, I have lost my schedule. That is annoying for me. There it is. Head to Clemson tomorrow as this is coming out on Monday. March 20th, where they will take on the Clemson Tigers in the second round of the WNIT. And just to go into some stats from the win over Tulane, Auburn had home court advantage, which really helps your case. Uh, Carissa Richardson, Carissa Richardson, I'm sorry, Harrison Tarr and uh, Daniel Locke are not here to correct me on that. Thanks, Carissa Richardson. I should know this. 16 points from her. That is a career high. Honestly, Scott Grayson doing what she does best, leading Auburn in points with 18. Alicia Kulabali put up 11. Sydney Shaw put up 15. And, of course, Marshawn Bostic put up seven, which starting five putting up those kind of numbers, talk about it with Auburn men basketball, Whenever four out of the five put up double-digit points. It's kind of hard for that team to lose. Same thing here. I don't really have a prediction for the game. I don't really know Clemson's women's record team that much. But with it being this game, this season is a success for Coach Jay. I am trying to be a little more uplifting after the Auburn basketball game. It kind of got to me a little bit. But looking at it, we already gave Coach Jay an A. And WNIT was huge. That's their first postseason appearance in 2016. And Auburn already won the first round. Uh, I I it's a success. There's not Coach Jay has completely changed the outlook of women's basketball at Auburn. Uh, and I think if she keeps on this train, I mean, Auburn could probably be filling out that stadium just as well as like South Carolina does sometimes. I, I don't quote, I'm going to quote myself on that probably because I'm the dude that makes those quote graphics. They all all love and see, but I like the trajectory of Auburn women's basketball. Uh, 73, 58 win over Tulane moving on to round two of WNIT all in what two seasons? That's that's crazy. That is wild. And then moving on to gymnastics. Auburn finished fifth in the SSC Championship. Right behind, I believe it was Florida, Florida one, which we all, you know, saw that coming. Uh followed shortly behind LSU, Alabama, and Kentucky. Auburn finished fifth. They won session one. And then session two came around, and that was your one through four. And we pretty much all knew Florida was going to win this. Uh, But Auburn finished fifth. Suni Lee wasn't performing. She's still dealing with her injury. Hopefully she is back by the uh, Nationals. Uh, But huge shout out to Cassie Stevens. She popped the F off. Uh, Never never didn't score anything that wasn't a 9-9. And she was also named co-SEC champion on vault. Uh, she put up a nine nine five and I went back and watched it three or four times. I don't know what in the world that she did that they could take off point Oh five. Uh, they just give her a 10. I, I, I don't know. But Cassie Stevens, huge shout out to her. Uh, she also won SCX Scholar athlete of the year for her perfect GPA. I mean, oh, to be able to do what she does and all the work she's been putting in and then still doing all of that work and putting more work into school blows my mind I, I i struggled with playing high school soccer and putting and getting getting on a, a and on a roll sometimes uh but huge shout out to her had a great season huge shout out to everybody on this team uh hopefully hopefully you put a little national championship uh on auburn's belt this season when everyone's all healthy and whatnot but huge shout out to all those girls and what they've been doing this season fifth in the sec is not bad the sec is stacked when it comes to gymnastics stacked in a lot of other sports too, but stacked in gymnastics as well. Uh, so fifth, not going to complain, not going to be upset about it. You know, we're just moving on right here. And if you want to talk about something, a to will be, to be, uh, not, yeah, well, will not be a little upset about it. another sport that all, uh, the SEC is very, very compact in baseball. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not going to go too much in depth on this one because we pretty much expected this to happen. Kinda of just hoping Auburn picks up a win on Sunday, just so a little morale boost. Uh, but Auburn's down 0-2 versus number the number three team in the country, Arkansas. Uh Friday lost the game two to seven. And then Saturday, of course, they lost, or today yesterday, as it's coming out. There we go. Yesterday as is coming out. Lost three to nine. Uh Friday, I remember when I started I got to watching it and Auburn got off. Pretty hot. They got off to a 2-0 lead and then just couldn't stop Arkansas. And if you not if you've not been watching Arkansas baseball, uh they're pretty daggum good. I think six out of their nine uh batting lineup uh bats over three hundred. That's kind of hard to stop. Uh no matter who your pitcher is, and of course Auburn is still down. Joseph Gonzalez, uh he might be playing on Sunday. He might be a bullpen guy. Uh it's not been announced who's starting yet. But uh it might be as soon as it's coming out, uh, Auburn's playing them tomorrow, so or today as <laughs> as it comes out. But yeah, Auburn just it was just a rough stretch. They took on uh Arkansas again to try not to get swept. Today, as it's coming out, there we go. My brain's finally working. Uh, Sorry, I've been talking to myself for (laughs) now 20 minutes. But yeah, take on Arkansas tomorrow at 2 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. But just look at the games. I don't know who's pitching. Hopefully Auburn can just sneak out with a win. I think this is probably their best day to do it. Uh, If you can just get those bats right all game instead of early on in the game. Uh, If I'm looking at the box score right now, Auburn put up uh, from the Friday game went up 1-0, and then, of course, 2-0 in the fourth, and then gave up five runs in the bottom of the fourth. And that really killed the team, and then two more runs out of that in the bottom of the sixth by Arkansas. Then you go on to Saturday, where... Saturday, that... All, nothing went all between on Saturday. Nothing did. Saturday is probably one of the worst days in Auburn athletic history. And I'm probably being a little facetious with that, but it seemed like it. Auburn got down 3-0... Then they got down 5-1, and then they got down, <laughs> the C see, uh, 9-2. Got up one more run in the sixth, but then nothing else from there. And, you know, it's just kind of a rough stretch. It happens. Uh, you beat Georgia Tech, which a high point, and then you play the number three team in the country, which is going to be a brick wall. You know, Arkansas is a really good team. And speaking of good teams, uh, keep along the train of sports. The, the SEC is very compact. We're not talking to talk about SEC team here, but. Uh, Auburn softball is participating in the Oklahoma Hall of Fame Classic where they are down. Uh, it's now they're now one and three in their first four games, and it's not going to get easier because they're going to have a rematch on Sunday, or as it's coming out at two o'clock p.m. as well. So starting off with the first game, Weber State four uh, two. Auburn, you know, got up, uh, gave up two runs to them, and they got one in the seventh. Just kind of, you know, make it more what's the word comfortable uh but auburn did what they do best they uh they got they got up they beat a team that they're better than but then they got to play northwestern and northwestern kind of humbled them a little bit uh of course the, where is it there it is auburn got walked off today uh they lost two to one to northwestern on friday and it just kind of just happened i that's I, kind of like a bad analog analytic standpoint to come from but auburn just couldn't hit the ball it happens it happens all the time uh in both diamond sports uh auburn struggled and now as we stand uh auburn lost to oklahoma last night 14 to 0 in five innings and that's what's going to happen talk about how baseball law is losing to number three arkansas uh Auburn is playing the number one team in the country in Oklahoma. <laughs> that's kind of going to happen. Oklahoma is a very storied softball program. And Auburn can hopefully take a game from them tomorrow. Hopefully get things right. But right now it's just kind of a rough patch. It happens all the time. Auburn's got to get right. Auburn's got to get something fixed. It just kind of happens. It just kind of go with it. Uh, I don't think it's Auburn team is in any danger. I still think they're still a very good team it just kind of hit a rough patch it happens to the best of us happens all the time happens in every sport but yeah i mean auburn's playing the number one team in the country that's what's going to happen it just happens all the time uh but you play close as northwestern you beat weber state if you can get another win if you can somehow sneak away a win against oklahoma i consider that a win you get a win against the number one team in the country. That's, that's a huge win in that point. Uh, but yeah, Auburn softball trying to close out that, that classic, our baseball trying to not get swept gymnastics finishing off fifth in the SEC championship. Uh, still looking forward to the next championships as they're coming up. The uh, WNIT is still going on so make sure to check out uh, and go watch W uh, Auburn play Clemson on Monday and, you know, Let me know in the comments, uh, how would you grade Auburn basketball season? Uh, You know, losing in the round of 32, probably a little under the expectations by most fans. Uh, Probably not me. I probably, I thought this team probably wasn't as talented as last year. It's kind of hard to replace two first rounders. but yeah, how would you grade Auburn basketball season from, you know, that's, do you want to do numeric or either do one to ten or A through F? You know, do one of those maneuvers. But yeah, of course, that's going to be the end of the show today. Go follow Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar and Daniel Locke at Daniel J Lock, and of course, you can follow me, Dylan Lark at your Boy the Tank, that is at Y-A-B-O-Y, the Tank. Also, catch me on the Auburn Daily Show every Monday with Lance Daw and Wednesdays with Harrison Tarr. and you can follow the College Loop literally everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. That is YouTube. That is Spotify. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Google Podcasts. It's Amazon Music. That is TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But sadly, we do not have a MySpace just yet. And with all that being said, in the College Loop Podcast.